Hello, beautiful people. This is Flash Black Radio, and this is Shit You Might Have Missed. We are the usual suspects. I am Da Vinci Parks, aka Leaving at the Third, and I have with me in the studio. Hello, this is Takia. What's going on? Slim Williams. And we are down, Miss Christy. Uh, she's not with us today, but she's here in spirit. Thoughts and prayers, Christy. Indeed, indeed. She's all right, y'all. Don't it's just not nothing crazy. I was just being dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> no one been like, oh my God, what's going on with no, what she got? <laughs> what happened to Christy? <laughs> really? <laughs> Really? That, that, that's, that's not what happened. That's not what happened at all. <laughs> that, that, that's like <laughs> that's that's like the shaft form. Pause. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's like like, like shut your mouth or open it. Wow. wow. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, again, this is shit you might have missed. Pardon our, our our goofiness. We do that sometimes. We we talk about very serious things, but at the same time, we like to also have fun while we're in the studio with each other because it's about enjoying each other, enjoying dialogue, and then you know breaking down these issues. So again, this is shit you might have missed on Flashback Radio. We are the usual suspects. And uh, just as a reminder, we are available for subscription and download on both Google Play and iTunes. If you search the term Flash Black, again, that's Flash Black. If you search us on Google or iTunes podcast, you will find us. We have the really fresh album artwork with the FB on it. Check us out. Please subscribe. Um, And also, um, today's date is November 21st, 2016. And we're about to just go in and get started. So uh, we don't have an official format today because we just didn't have one. So it's okay. We're going to roll with it. Uh, I personally want to talk about Kanye West. Oh, Omari. You know, I thought about discussing one Mr. West. Go ahead. And I was like, are we are we feeding the, the Kanye West beast? I personally want him to just like take a seat, take some meds, take a nap. I feel like um, the dude. We see. Funny he's thing ca- is, he's canceled like the the rest of his tour. I I, I heard that, but on ladies and gentlemen, just for just for your edification, Takia, Christy, and I, um, while we were doing a dry run of this show or a dry run of a previous iteration of this show, wound up talking about Kanye West, and Takia and I were strongly disagreeing. <laughs> With Christy on our perception of where Kanye West is in terms of his mental, mental stability, stability yeah. and health and all that good stuff. Uh, I don't think anybody will deny that he is a musical genius. At least I won't. I think he's an incredibly brilliant um, musical uh, force or however you want to play it. I also think he's a very intelligent dude. I just think he's completely lost touch with one, the people that at one point we felt like he represented us, and then two, just reality. I don't I miss think the old Kanye. Uh, yeah, I just feel like and no, and, yeah, and I think Christy made an, an allusion to that, or not even allusion. She cited something on I think Life of Pablo where he was he had a song where he was talking about yeah. I I I personally um, was listening to Kanye from the beginning. Um, I was enjoying his production from the beginning. I did not get Life of Pablo. I didn't get Life of Pablo just because I wasn't feeling where he was. And I don't feel like I should have to patronize somebody who's being a belligerent asshole constantly. Like, like if you're going to talk about 
you're a multimillionaire and you're talking about, yeah, you need somebody to loan you $2 billion so you can get your dreams out. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? You know what I'm saying? I can see if you were like, you know, you were like a, a multi-thousandaire. I'm over him. And you were asking, you know, if I could get a, a couple million and help me get my dreams out. That's different. But you are now a multimillionaire. So at this point, any decisions you make in terms of your financial, whatever, whatever, that's on you. But don't like, you know, don't like, because a lot of people don't have what you have. So you sound real just unappreciative and, and entitled. And that's really what gets to me more than anything. That, that's just my thing. Well, he showed up 90 minutes late to this last concert. He did like three songs and then went on this rant about everything. Queen B. Yeah. Well, you know, the Beehive's going to get him for that one. Right? Well, they're not going to get me because I am part of the Beehive. Um, <laughs> He talked about Queen B. He talked about Jay Z sending his killers to him. Yeah, that was real weird. I heard, I heard like a piece of he it. He sounded like, yeah, real like butt hurt. Like Jay Z just called me. I know you got killers. Don't send them after my head. Like, what are you talking about? Y'all are like friends. Like, I mean, y'all might not be agreeing right now, but I mean. And then rolled out. Yeah. People spent how many hundreds of dollars to go to this concert to hear him do three songs and a rant? And getting no parts of a refund. No, no. Ticketmaster is doing refunds for that. For that show? Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. So they're probably gonna go at him for like a little. They gonna want to get reimbursed for that. And I, I think I read that they were doing refunds for the they rest have of the to shows. shows that, that yeah. yeah, yeah. They got but I don't think that. like the previous shows. I don't think they did any refunds for those. Yeah. Like the one where he was talking about like I didn't vote, but if I did, I would have voted for Trump. I think it's a talented cat, man. I just think he needs to. Lots of people with mental illness are. Yeah, I think he needs to. <laughs> I think he needs to sit down. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I know, and I don't even want to spend too much. Do you have any any thoughts on it? Because you're you're sitting there very quietly over there, uh, Slim. You got any thoughts? Uh, uh I don't know. I, I think that uh, mental illness is a you know it's a serious problem, and I think Kanye is either clearly experiencing some very difficult issues with mental illness um, or he's, you know, or he's like vying intensely for attention, um, which in, in, a, in a way, depending on how severe the need is for attention, could be another form of mental illness. So I don't know. I just think it's serious. Um, I wish he would get some help. But when you are suffering in such a way, you that getting help is not even something that comes to mind. You would hope the people around him are trying to tell him to get help, but maybe they're not. Maybe they're not aware that he needs help. Mm-hmm. So I don't well, know. Yeah, I think yeah. about I think about like uh, I think about Donny Hathaway. You know, I think about Nina Simone. I think about these other geniuses who were just afflicted. You know, mentally. Um, I think that, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I think like that each of those tough. issues are, are, are well, I, one, I don't, I don't, I don't pretend to know what's going on with Kanye, but right. I will say from what I understand of what was going on with Nina Simone or what was going on with Donny Hathaway, they seem to be two very different uh, situations. Donny Hathaway, from what I understand, was like severe depression. Yeah. And bouts of depression, but these are forms of and, mental illnesses. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get That's it. That's what I'm saying. I get it. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna dispute that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just I don't I don't know what his issue is. Um, 
specifically, mm-hmm. but I, I, to me, it just appears that there is an issue, and I don't know what the trigger for it was, or if there even was a trigger. It could just could be some uh, deterioration, you know, uh, thing he's experiencing right now. I, I don't know. If I was going to theorize, I would say it probably started around the time of his mother's unexpected passing. Perhaps. Uh, I think if I was going to theorize, I mean, uh, and honestly, I, I wish the brother well, and I, I hope, I hope he, you know, I don't feel like he's together, but I don't know him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, I mean, I want him to be well. But it's just, I, I, I just can't. I, I, I don't see. And here's the thing for me: I'm, I'm one of those people. When I like an artist, and I'm digging what an artist does, I try to, as an artist myself, I try to be that guy that supports. So. For example, um, I know I'll be on all the positive, you know, hip hop, et cetera, et cetera. So, of course, you know, you know, Tribe got the full catalog of Tribe, except for the last day of album, which I'm uh, a little tardy on uh, finishing up. Tardy to the pulp. Yeah, man. I, I got to get that last day of uh, LP, but I got all the other stuff. I mean, that's how I am. So, man, I got all that, all the Redman LPs. You know what I'm saying? That's just, that's just me. That's how I roll. So, I want to have the life of Pablo, but at the same time, it's just like, I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it's my money. I don't, I don't want it, huh? I don't want it. Not gonna get it. I listened to it. I didn't quite understand it. Well, here's the thing, and I, here's I didn't really understand the Jesus joint. I wasn't. I was like the Jesus joint. I was like, where are we going here? And I was kind of blown listening to it. But at the same time, I was just like, maybe this is just some shit I just don't understand. You know what I'm saying? It happens sometimes. I, you know, I can. I, all right. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you know. We're not going to get everything. I think you feel that way sometimes with the Roots LPs, do you not, Tegir? Um, It took me a while, that concept album. Is that the end? And you shoot your, your that one or is it the Undone the, joint? No, no I got Undone. Undone. I loved Undone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, and then you shoot your cousin in the head. I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. I don't, no, I didn't get that one. They, they've been on a strong run since I think... Was it How I Got Or, or oh, was love it Game the Theory? Every time they are in DC. Oh no, I'm talking about but their albums though. It's mm-hmm. like it's like like their albums are like I've all like I got all the root stuff right, but I feel like they were on a really strong like streak right now. Until then. Until until, until you shoot your cousin. I won't disagree with that. I like the album. I don't think I like it as much as Undone or How I Got Over or Game Theory. I don't think I like it as much as that. But I, I like the album. You know what I'm saying? I think the only Roots album that I, I was not a big fan of was probably Tipping Point. I think the Tipping Point album was kind of like, uh, felt like it was just kind of like, uh, that's just me though. I think I like them all equally except Undone. Undone was without a doubt my favorite. Um, okay. And the cousin and the shooting in the head was without a doubt my least favorite. Okay. True indeed, true indeed. All right. But I mean, sometimes people feel that way about most. My future baby daddy, if you're listening to this, Dante, um, you know, I'm here in Maryland, you know, just get out of me. I mean, Um, the art, you got to take, you may have an artist who's your favorite artist, right? And I'm talking about visual artists. You know, I'm talking about. Uh, novelists, any sort of expression, each each piece is a piece unto itself, right? So you have songs on an album, you have entire albums, you you take each piece and consider it that way, right? Mm-hmm. It just it may not work for you. 
That doesn't mean you don't still love the artist. That doesn't mean you don't still like wish Kanye all the best in his struggle, you mm-hmm. know, whatever he's dealing with. Uh, but if the art's not working for you, <laughs> then you shouldn't feel obligated to have to support the art, you know, even if you're still, you know, in your core, in your mind's eye or in your spirit or heart or whatever you want to use to describe it. You're a fan of mm-hmm. the artist, you know. Yeah, it's just like it's when you when you know an artist that you really like, you connect with. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's just like that artist. It just works for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things when they come out with a new work and you know it's coming, mm-hmm. you get excited. You anticipate it. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially because you know release release dates, for example, <clears throat> um, certain artists are kind of predictable in how they release work. So mm-hmm. for a while, Redman was every two years. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while, before Michelle and Nigel Cello got off script, was every three years. She's way off script. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, like She just drops albums. I'm like, oh, she got another four albums? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah, I, I had no idea. But, you know, it's just like certain artists, you know, like when they drop, so when they come out, it's like, okay, it's going to be a, like a different type of feel. Um, some artists tend not to have the same sound after they explore something, which is what I appreciate about Michelle, right? Um, or some artists keep that sound going. They just do something different with it, you know, like say a Redman, you know what I'm saying? And it, it can work either way, right? Right, right. So it's just, I, I, I'm just not willing to right now go on that trip. Just, it, it really has to do with the, the attitude, you know, it's like, you know, I I buy a lot of music, so I'm not you know if I find it on sale, but right now it's like like doing it's pretty much on title and iTunes, right? It's, that's pretty much how it's on Spotify too. Yeah, oh, okay. I don't really Spotify like that. I mean, I know a lot of people do it, whatever. Like everybody's like, yo, like like you got the tribe album, I'm Spotify, and I'm like, why don't you buy that shit? Like, I feel like you're talking shit about me because that's exactly what I, said. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I know a lot of people. Week. Here's the thing: I he know you buy like, a lot of music. He's gonna though. act like he's not. T- I don't know. Somebody said that nah, they were listening nah, nah, to nah. It's a lot of people I've talked to. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> is that is that now the fight music? That, that, that's right before right before the black exploitation fight scene. Oh man. Jab turkey. You guys Pretty are, much. You guys out of control. You guys out Jab of control. turkey. Oh, you're the voice of reason mm-hmm. over there now? I'm Slim Williams, the voice of reason. Yeah, no. So, yeah, uh, yeah man. I, I, we can, I guess, move on from that conversation. I just, I feels the way I feel. I feels the way I feels. Let me, oh, let me, knows. Let me, let me just say something real quick. Actually, speaking to uh, off mic, after we did last week's show, uh, Slim and I had a conversation where I was kind of uh, hesitant <laughs> about releasing some of the audio from oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, last week's show. Where was I? Uh, you, you were like, we didn't have this conversation. This is this is after, like you know, it was basically this is when. I, yeah, this is after. But basically, long story short, I said something that came out wrong, and because I have friends like Slim and Takia and Christy. Instead of like, yo, did you mean to do this? They just clown me for it for the rest of the show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And know what? Here's the thing: wrong? the God's honest truth is that is one of the reasons why I asked them to be on the show. So let me make something ex- ex- exceedingly clear for well, those. What statement are you referring? Wait a to? second, I'm just being serious right now. Hold on, one second, one second. So let me make this exceedingly clear for everybody who's listening. One of the reasons why we're doing this format like this. 
is because everybody on the show, from Christy to Takia to Slim to myself, uh, although we are friends, we all have differing relationships. So Christy and Takia just met each other recently. A lot of you might not know that, but that's the way the dynamic works. I know everybody from previous relationships or whatever. So, you know, um, we all look at things differently. And I can trust that if I say something that is not up to par or it might be um, worth questioning or might, or might be worth inquiry, I know that one, if not all, are going to challenge me. And I feel that because they're my friends, I could do the same thing. The importance of that is I at no point want to be the only voice in the room. I don't see any value in just being a guy that sits behind a microphone and talks shit all day and, and like tries to shout down a whole bunch of stuff. I want to have intelligent thought and intelligent conversation. So um, I thought it worked out well. In hindsight, it just didn't work out to my advantage because I got clowned. <laughs> Mercilessly. So it was a learning experience. Yeah, it's, yeah. No one, every show is going to be a learning experience, and that's cool. But, I mean, that's the reason why um, I asked for these three individuals to be involved in this uh, this uh, early uh, part of this undertaking because it's, it's not something I can do by myself. Well, at least I could, but I don't think the product would be as good if I was just trying to do all the heavy lifting myself. So yeah, you're probably right. I want, I want, yeah. Well, sure I want right. to say like, that's my way of saying, I appreciate y'all for going either. on this ride for me or whatever, you know what I'm saying? With me rather. Uh, and like, with that being said, Mr. Williams, you had something you wanted to bring to the forefront. Yes. Well, I would like everyone to know that, you know, I have had a lot of friends. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Because I saw how he skipped right over that comments. But I was like, you know what? You know who's going to pick it up? But you got to believe in me, baby. S double. But he, he, you know what? Well, now he's back to S double. He is. You got to earn it. Here's the thing with Takia you got to earn it. See? You got to earn it. Wait, wait, wait. You just got to earn it. Really? Really? Well, first and foremost, let's just establish something. I wasn't trying to get around your line of questioning. I was trying to make sure that I address something just for the audience's sake and also for you guys here because I want to let you know that, like, you know, I appreciate that even if I'm going to not look the best in a particular moment, that it's still an honest moment. So it's one of those things that for a second, my ego almost allowed me to be like, nah, I don't know if I want to let this go out because I don't want people to feel away or I don't want a certain person to feel away about what I said. But at the end of the day, it worked. It just didn't work in my favor. But I'm cool with that, Man, though. you stop trying to be all self-aware and conscious. I'm trying to be ignorant right now. <laughs> You're destroying right. all my ignorance. Yeah, well, you know. We Come just on, had, man. Uh, no, let, let's, let's, let's bring that to the forefront. So, <laughs> like, before we get to your, your topic real quick, mm -hmm. um, uh, you and I were having a conversation earlier today, in fact, uh, with regard to not giving a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that is the precise conversation we were having. Uh, so... Um, my perception is is different than yours. Well, mm -hmm. my my place is different than yours. I understand right, right. where you are with it, right? But moving beyond that, we got into the whole conversation about indifference. Mm -hmm. So, would you like to pick up from there and just like like kind of like recap where we were with that conversation? Yeah, I mean, I I think where we left it was uh, indifference kind of allows people to be comfortable, right? And that's what the human organism likes the most. People like to be comfortable. They could be doing something that's 
beneficial and great that they could be doing something that's harmful and terrible for themselves. But if they're comfortable, if they're familiar, if it's something they know, they'll just do it. They'll just keep doing it. And indifference kind of allows that to happen. Right. If I'm indifferent, if I don't pay too much attention to anything, things can kind of just happen and I can just go on about my life. So indifference allows so many like atrocities to happen in the world. And and what we were talking about was on a smaller scale. We were talking about just in oh, your kind of opened your, up though. Yeah, yeah. We, we were we, we were we opened it, it up. Though. Yeah. It started off we were talking about kind of your personal interactions. People are indifferent at work. You you care and you're passionate about the job. You're passionate about everybody being on a team and being able to work together. And some of the people you work with, they just don't care. And you're spending spending a lot of effort trying to make things right at your job with people who don't care. So at some point you just decide to just like just take your own best interests <laughs> at heart and say screw everybody else. I'm just going to do my own thing. But it opened up to a wider discussion about indifference as uh, Lee just pointed out and um I, I just think that the if it happens on a small scale, the it's responsible for the same for the same phenomenon on a larger scale, right? That's how you can have like uh, like a Nazi party take over. Right. Because everybody, you know, in Germany at that time wasn't like kill Jews, hate Jews. There were extremists who were like, hate Jews, kill Jews. And then there was a whole bunch of indifferent people like, OK, I mean, if that's what you're going to do, whatever, I'm just going to go ahead and go to work and have my you know, normal life. I'm not a Jew, so I just go on about my business. Um, so, yeah. That's I think that's where we left the conversation. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things uh, that I introduced as I was I was in the conversation, I was saying something to the effect of people. And I, and I think indifference got introduced in the conversation is people are indifferent when they don't feel as though it impacts them in any way. Right. So I was saying, you know, if you've never had cancer or you don't know anybody who's been impacted by cancer. And you don't really care nine times out of ten about cancer or its impact, right? Right, right. But you know, if all of a sudden somebody you know comes <clears throat> down with cancer or you get hit with cancer, it's a whole thing like, oh shit, I didn't know, and yeah. oh, like, and now it's a thing. Yeah. And I said, I think that's one of the reasons why racism uh, is such a hard issue to tackle. There are a lot of factors involved with racism and how it works in the dynamics of race in this country. Mm-hmm. When you talk about middle America, especially, there's so many people in middle America who have no impact or, excuse me, no, no interaction with people of color at all. Not, not just like on a, on, a, on a casual basis at all. There's some people that don't see black people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Some of it's by design because people, again, it gets down to comfort, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, you know, it's it's one of those things. So <clears throat> I just think when you get down to it, being indifferent and seeing all the things that you can see on TV, for example, you can see somebody uh, get murdered on 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 Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can- Right. And then you can see it go through the news cycle or whatever, and you can see like a Fox News- Rationalize it, like why that person got murdered. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know what happened. No, we, it's not even that. It's like, like you know, video. like when, when when Trayvon Martin got murdered, Geraldo Rivera's argument or stance was, "Why was he wearing a hood?" And it's just like it's just it, there's so many things. Like it's like like dude is when you get down to it or whatever. It's just a level of indifference. So my question is, 
you know, we, we've always, you know, been raised with the concept of America the Great, but how great can you be if you don't care? If you're great at anything, you have to care. If you like, if you want to be great, and I hate to use the sport or whatever, but if you want to be great at basketball, you have to care. You can't just be just haphazardly good. And like, you know, just like, you know, you know, there are a lot of people who have great talent in something, but if they don't actually apply themselves and work at it, it don't mean anything. You will be surpassed. Somebody will be better and you will be forgotten. Mm-hmm. Right. So how great can we be if we're indifferent by and large? Are we great? Well, I mean, I, I, I think Aaron Sorkin answered that question Quite aptly, brilliantly, at the beginning of the very first episode of Newsroom, ladies and gentlemen, you can go on YouTube and and just Google Newsroom. The very first episode of Newsroom, uh, it's about a six minute rant with uh, Jeff Daniels. Mm-hmm. It is brilliant. Like Aaron Sorkin is an incredible writer, and also he's been uh, he's also been very instrumental in the Black Lives Matter. When I'm He's he's been vocal mm-hmm. in the Black Lives Matter argument. There have been a lot of people, and I think that's honestly, you know, we've talking about. I, I don't even. I think it has to move beyond the Black Lives Matter, or whatever, because I think that's already been painted in a certain way. The narrative has already gone a certain way with that particular title. I think the movement in and of itself, like the 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 purpose of it, still very, you know, meaningful and it needs to be, you know, carried forward. But um, I mean, but what are we supposed to be great at? Hmm? What are we supposed to be great at? We're not great at education, and our president-elect has already said he's going to what, dismantle the Department of Education, get well, rid of it. I'll tell you what America's great the EPA. at. EPA. Parts of the um, EPA, yes. Um, IRS. Yes. America's great at two things, capitalism and war. America is actually phenomenal at both those things. Um, America is also great at indoctrination. Um, these are these are things that America has excelled at. When you think of institutional racism, you think of how effective it's been. You know, it was it was engineered to be what it is. Right. You have sharecroppers, you have poor white farmers and you say, hey, you know what? Let's the farmer elite says, let's make sure we make those poor white farmers hate those black sharecroppers and we make sure the white uh, poor white farmers feel like they're a little bit better than the black sharecroppers right so then we can enslave those black sharecroppers and now we like and it has just been a perpetuation of that same phenomenon throughout history and we're still dealing with it now you know the same indoctrination concept war Think about when they actually found Osama bin Laden once they located him and how they like snuck in in the dead of night and murked that cat. You know what I'm saying? Like we just excel or even think about uh, on a larger scale uh, when uh, Bush. They landed a helicopter in his backyard. Exactly. I just just throw that out there. Or think about Bush senior when he was president. Right. Operation Desert Storm. We're not even talking about what happened afterwards, right? You know, because we all we like go into the Middle East and destroy stuff and then not think about what happens the next day. But I'm talking about like the process of going in once we decide that's what we're going to do 
and Merck, you know, we are we excel at it. We're and great we on a big ship and hang a banner that said we did it. Yeah, yeah. And this, this is Bush Sr. who was actually correct when we won Operation Desert Storm as opposed to Duh, Bush yeah. Jr., uh, Iraqi Freedom, which actually wasn't done. He was completely wrong. And in capitalism, like, well, our capitalism is unchecked, but it's it's like it's a it's a force like you can literally if you, you know, privilege and obstacles and racism and all of that stuff aside, which are real problems and real obstacles, despite that, you can still start with nothing and end up in the 1% hating all the people that you stepped on <laughs> on the way up. Like America's great at those things, you know. Let me just throw some out there, though. I, I, th- I don't disagree with what you're saying in terms of like the capitalism, and the war. I think what is ironic, um, I think there are there are there are some who hold the belief that one feels the other exceptionally, and that will be that war fuels capitalism because, like, okay, n- now that you're you know you're going to war, you gotta you gotta gotta crank up the machine. Now all of a sudden you gotta get the contracts going or whatever. You know you gotta start like buying you know you know planes and tanks and yeah start shipping stuff and there's contracts for that you got to maintain like rations and all that stuff. it's a, it's a lot of got to lose money yeah it's a lot Randomly that goes into it though but like the it's desert. the way we went into it though with like you know fighting on two fronts and, and the whole bush thing like unfortunately man after reading uh dick uh richard clark's uh he's a former second uh secretary of defense i believe i can't remember his station but he was in the bush administration and he had been in a couple of administrations prior to Bush. Which one? Huh? Which Bush? Both. Okay. He was in both. That's why I said he had been a couple of... He was in George Bush's administration. He retired mm-hmm. while Bush was still in, in office. But he was in the Clinton administration. He was in the, and, and also Bush Sr.'s administration. And um, they knew uh, before they went in that uh, Saddam Hussein was not responsible. Because a lot of people forget. And that's, again, the narrative you're talking about. Indoctrination. Mm-hmm. A lot of people forget when we went there, the first lie that they told was we're going there because um, Iraq was responsible for 9-11. Mm-hmm. When that didn't hold up, then it was weapons of mass destruction. We mm-hmm. got to get there for weapons of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. When they found out they didn't have any weapons of mass destruction, then it was like, okay, we're here to free the Iraqi people. And for some reason... Liberators. And for some reason, each time it held up. And the people thought, like, you know, so there's this attitude, this superior attitude. Like, we went over there to help you out. Like, no. No. That's not why we went over there. So it's just kind of like, uh, yeah. I don't, that's, I don't. The, that's the beautiful thing about capitalism, though. It could be war that fuels it. It could be. It's a, it's a, it's a beautifully crafted animal. Now, I kind of agree with Bernie Sanders. Like, you can't just have capitalism. You have to have checks against it because the capitalism is engineered to to generate revenue mm-hmm. like that's the reason for capitalism if you are generating revenue with complete disregard for who gets hurt in the process by the rules of capitalism you're still doing what you're supposed to do but that's not what a society is supposed to be built on right. a society is supposed to be built on caring about people and generating revenue in a responsible way and things like that and then that's not that's not what that's not what we do in this country. So No. That's like when we were talking about um 
how de-escalation is not sexy. Exactly. Okay. It's not sexy. Caring about people is not sexy. Nope. Doesn't get the bills paid. Doesn't nope. buy you a gold-plated phallic building in Midtown. Mm. Gold toilet seats. I think that goes back. I'll to the, gold everything. Sorry, I, I, th- I think too. that goes back to the whole indifference thing, though. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think that that wraps it back around. If you if you think of it from the perspective of, I just saw yet another commercial about like an anim- animal rescue and how like this person was so teared up about this dog that was emaciated and mistreated. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there are people literally, literally in Flint, Michigan, who after two years. Don't have still no water. water. Still don't have a like like a drinkable water supply. But but Michael Vick served time for dog fighting. So yeah yeah yeah. But not not just that. But I'm just saying like this 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 person is still in office. And here's the crazy thing: it goes deeper than not just having a fucked up water supply. Excuse my language because I'm I'm still I know this is a free speech, but you know it goes beyond just that. It's the audacity that you're going to give somebody poison water. And then you're going to charge them like like exorbitant amounts of money for that poison water. And if they can't pay for that poison water, then they actually are people who are losing their houses over it. So it's just like the 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 level of just like like like, like why is this what we we do and why is this cool? You know. So I just because they can. There, there is that, which is also like that Dakota Access Pipeline thing, man. It, it's still bothering Yo, me. They are assholes. I mean, it's when you bothering. when you think about you think about the fact that the European settlers they knew that natives were natives were here, and they knew that natives were people, but still went about the business of you know taking their land and committing genocide. They knew. That Africans and Haitians and Jamaicans and all people of color that were, you know, brought to this continent, like they knew that they were people. But for the sake of, you know, making sure they don't have uh, competition and making sure they're able to get uh, free labor and all of that stuff, they started the whole institution of slavery. You know, there's a the, the people at the top are ruthless they're relentless in their pursuit of more and there are enough people who are either indifferent or completely ignorant to allow them to continue doing it and i think that's one of that's something that people have to come to grips with at some point in time you know empires fall when you know people people get tired of the foolishness and then they they get the pitchforks you know the pitchforks and the torches. Yeah, the it, pitchforks that they 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 yeah, threatened yeah. to break out if Trump didn't win the election. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, it, it, you have to people have to decide like what are what kind of revolution are they willing to engage in, and and what does that look like, especially in today's climate? You know, with militarized police and national guard and the federal, mm-hmm. like, you know, you, a revolution is probably not going to look like. <laughs> it's, what you it's, thought it's, it yeah, was? Yeah, it's not going. Like. They 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 ready for that? You know, so how is it going to look? Is it going to be a revolution? Revolution of knowledge is going to be a revolution of education. You know, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't. I, I don't think that one can happen if you're not able and uh, knowledgeable of how to and capable and prepared to sustain yourself. Which yeah. means you have to. You have to like one. I'm not going to say you have to, 
but it would behoove you to own your own land and be off the grid, not dependent upon the grid, which means you need to have like, you know, solar panels and, and backup batteries. You need to know how to, to grow like your own crops. You might need a windmill up here. Here's the thing, like if if you if you're if you're gonna pull yourself Some away geotherm. from if you're gonna pull yourself away from uh what you know is the problem, if you're gonna withdraw from the problem, you're not gonna contribute anymore by you know adding your dollar and you're gonna start sustaining yourself, which is doable, it's not necessarily easy, but it is doable. Then there are a lot of steps that go along with that, but revolution it's just not feasible for a bunch of you to get out in the street and just start like, you know, like busting shots. It's it's not gonna go well. That's what Brew and I actually talk about, my uh, my good friend Brian Ravel. Um we talk a lot no about No name dropping, no name dropping. Hey man, it's Brew. Uh, but why? Everybody knows Brew. That is true. Brew. He's like that the mayor. True. He's like the mayor of U Street. Well, yeah. he was. Yeah. Before he, he was. I don't know why I thought you were gonna say the mayor of Rap City. Oh no, no. There there was an actual mayor of Rap City. I know. But it's not Brew. It's not Brew. <laughs> You know, but we uh, we talk a lot about, you know, are you are you ready for like the real revolution? Are you ready for when there's no hookups, you know, and when it's when you have to fend for yourself? Are you ready for like walking dead level of revolution? You know, when you can't get your latte and you can't. Did I did I did I have you watch that movie? Goodbye, world. Um, I have watched Goodbye World. I think I think I had you watch that movie Goodbye World. I can't World. remember if if you were the source of watching. No, I believe it, I believe it was because we were Push talking about Walking Dead. Um, mm-hmm. Have you seen that movie Goodbye mm-hmm. World? It's, I believe it's on Netflix. Uh, there are a couple people in it. Uh, for some reason, Kid Cudi is one of the characters in it. Um, hmm. It was actually a very thought provoking movie because this wasn't a situation where the dead rose up from the grave or whatever. Blah 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 blah. Walking Dead so scenario, but it was similar in the sense that. Government fell unexpectedly, and it did so. Just it completely collapsed, and it was. And the way it happened yeah. was completely feasible. That's exactly. A, that's another thing. Like exactly. it, that, it could happen right now. Exactly. There doesn't need to be some severe genetic mutation of a virus that causes people to come to zombies, anything like that. There, there's, and I don't want to say what happened because right, just right. in case you watch it. But it could it could happen right now. It could yeah, happen yeah, while so, we're recording right now. It's so, totally realistic. So the the question then gets posed like like how do you maintain what is supposedly yours? Who's to stop somebody who ain't even a neighbor? Somebody might have just been drifting through because they don't have anything and they see you have something. If they have guns and you don't, how are you gonna stop them from taking it? Where's the where's the law in this situation? And that's what all these, you know, circumstantial shows are all about. Walking Dead, that movie Goodbye World, yeah. you know, any any like uh, post apocalyptic yeah. situation. Fist of the North Star. Yeah, no, it, that's a little extreme. Well, still. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. even extreme. Mad Max. All of these are kind of like examples of the the problem that you're experiencing, either the nuclear fallout or the zombie takeover or whatever, that's kind of like peripheral. Mm-hmm. The real problem is now you got to deal with these other people in this lawless environment <laughs> and how are you going to survive yeah. in a lawless environment? Because the idea of law and order is is kind of like a mask. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a mask. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like a, it's a made up concept like the idea of money. Mm-hmm. Money only has as much value as we allow it to have. Mm-hmm. We can tell money is speculative because of how the stock market behaves. Right. Like one minute oil is worth this and the next day it's not worth that. Why? I don't know because so and so got elected. So we're just gonna you know like the stock market has gone up but bonds have gone down by over a billion dollars i'm just saying uh actually not a billion a trillion i'm sorry and, it, and it's great if you're on the right side of it yeah 
Yeah. Somebody makes yeah. money in every market. Oh, in every market. Every market. <laughs> every market. You just got to know how to play it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, it's, yeah, man. So I guess that's like, so if you guys have never seen that movie, watch Goodbye World. Um, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on a weird mode now. I feel like we should recommend good music or good movies or okay. some shit. Well, oh, uh, good book. Yeah, I got a couple of books I'm going to recommend before the before Do the that. Show. Well, we got time. Let's do it. Okay. Well, uh, two books for uh, two similar but different reasons. Um, a lot of you have heard of "Between the World of Me," "Between the World and Me" uh, by Tanasi Coates. I definitely recommend you read that. The reason I recommend you re- you read that is because I feel like the sentiments he expressed in that book. I, I don't think I've ever heard the pain. Of being a a black male, a black man in society, yeah. in society expressed so beautifully and so painfully. The, yeah. The, yeah, it's the, you can sense the pain, but it's still crafted beautifully. Um, so definitely, I, I think that book should be required reading for like everybody in the world. I think everybody in the world should have to read that book. Um, Another one is a book that um, I'm just about finished reading. I'm not quite done. Uh, it's called A Gentleman in Moscow. Um, it's by an author uh, named Amor Tulls. And that book, I think that if you are a writer in any capacity, I think that if you write, you know, if you are a novelist, uh, if you write self-help books, if you write articles or blog entries, if I do you all write, that. if you write hip hop, if you write poetry, I do all that. Like it's it, not about you. Whatever, true, whatever, whatever you write, read that book. This book is such a beautiful example of carefully crafted sentences. He he. It may not have been a lot of hard work for him to write this book. He may have just rattled off, you know, the pages because he he has skills like that. Mm-hmm. But when you read it, you feel like he just painstakingly chose every word, just so, just perfectly, to build the like the most beautiful sentence, one sentence after the other. You ever hear like an MC rhyme? And like his 16 to have like two hot bars and it'll take like four bars off and then it'll be another couple hot bars mm-hmm. and it'll take another few bars off. So really the whole 16 only has like really four or five good bars in it and mm-hmm. the rest is kind of filler bars. That's me. That's me all day. Yeah. <laughs> like this book just it feels like there's no filler in it. It feels like it's all bar after bar after bar, but it's just like it's a it's a beautiful story, very simply written about like uh, the downfall of the modern Russian aristocrat. Is basically what. How it's long about. is this book roughly? Uh, Page wise, I would have to I have to check roughly. Just but roughly, I, I don't know. Uh, it's it, I don't know. Three thousand? No, 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 no. It's not that. It's not that long. I think it's like. It's it's shorter than 1984, which is like 700 pages or something like that. Okay, so that, that's all. I just need a rough. Are so we talking like like an Odyssey type read? Or are we talking about like no, 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 piece? no, no, no. I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> like I need to I need to know these things. I'll tell Here's you. Here's the thing. Like I, while you while you're looking that up, uh, I'll I'll tag on to the Tony Easy Coast thing in, in that um uh as soon as I read that book. I tweeted out something to the effect of this is the most heartbreakingly beautiful love letter, love letter I will ever read. I'll, I will likely ever read. 
And the sad thing was, is he was writing this book. And it's about a little more than 130 pages, I think. But he was writing this book to his, his, his son, his 15-year-old son. So just reading that book and knowing that I had never met this dude and feeling like we had somehow had the same like upbringing, although we did not. It's just, I still don't know the words to, 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 to really put it. I don't know how to put it into words. I kind of get lost trying to capture. It's just one of those things. It's, it's, it's hard to read it, but at the same time, you can't not read it because it's, it's, I think, a common truth that a lot of young men of color go through in this country. So I agree that I, I feel like it should be required reading. It's kind of like, I think it's better written than Makes Me Want to Holler by Nathan McCall. I don't know if you read that book back in the day. I had, a, I had a teacher who uh, made me read this book. Not everybody in the class. She made me specifically read this book. And I'm thankful that she did. So her name was uh, Dr. Uh, she wasn't a doctor, but uh, Skylar Goodson. She was my women's studies teacher. And in high school, she made me read that book. So I'm extremely thankful that she did that. And I, I understand why she had me read the book. She also made me uh, do my first poetry cipher. So. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the book is uh I didn't know the ending because like I said, I'm I'm almost finished the book. I'm not quite done with a gentleman in Moscow. Mm-hmm. Uh but so I just took a peek and it's less than five hundred pages. Okay. Like so, Four hundred and Okay, so if you're if you're pages. if you're really into it, I'm I'm not the fastest reader. Mm-hmm. So for me that would be a, probably a couple of weeks. I I get A D D when I read. But also, hey, you can get it on Audible. You know, get it on Audible. Listen to it. Okay. You know, how is how is for you, the longer, Are you digging Audible? Oh, I'm digging Audible. Okay. I actually, um, the new Jim Crow uh, by Michelle Alexander. Oh, you did that through Audible. I did that whole book through Audible. Okay. Um, and that one's kind of tough through Audible, only because the, it's so data heavy. It's so mm-hmm. data rich. Okay. That you want to like. Uh, you want to like make notes and highlight, but you yeah. can't do it if you're listening to it on audio audible. So you got to like physically take notes. Okay, so you know? the 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 new Jim Crow and there's a book that Karen Hunter keeps talking about called The Other Half Has Never Been Told. Mm. It's basically how this country was built, like you know through all the people that were brought here. As you mm. were just speaking to, it's like Chinese Native Americans, how the genocide happened. You know, it it goes into painstaking detail about that. So she said, it's the quintessential book. So when somebody puts it in words like that, like, oh, word. So mm-hmm. like that's that's a book that I definitely have to to check out because she talks about it all the time. Right. So that's a book I want to check out. But definitely, if you not, have not read uh, Between the World and Me, check it out. I did a brief review of it on flashblackradio.com uh, if you want to check it out. By all means, please continue to check out the website because we do put content up there outside of just podcasts. There are some tech reviews, some book reviews. Uh, we'll have more written content, more uh, op-eds and stuff like that as time progresses. And also, sometimes we just throw like good stuff out there and taking, you know, you're into music, we find some music deals. Boom, you know. Boom. 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 <laughs> just in case people forgot I was here. Indeed, indeed. So you, you, got, you got anything you want to? You're never forgotten. You have anything you want gone, to... Gone, but just, never forgotten. You are not gone, nor are you forgotten. It's like a tennis match for a little while. You know what? I was sitting over there in the corner of my eye looking at you, but you just sitting there like, eh. Well, you know, you guys had like such a, a vibe going on. Like, oh. oh, yeah. Well, you know, I've had a lot of friends. 
Did you have more friends than Lee? Uh, I don't think that's possible. What's your fridge look like? Mm. It's covered in paperwork. What kind of paperwork? What's your fridge look like? It's covered in (laughs) paperwork, work, 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 work. Hey, hey. Here's the thing, man. It We're never gonna it let it die. It's, it's, it, I'm okay with it, though. I'm okay now. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm that like, I've done my disclaimer to let everyone know I'm okay with it, I'm actually okay nah, with it. No, no. I was like, here's the thing. Just in the moment, it just, it just, it came. I realized, like, okay, that was a live comment. Like, between, if it was just y'all here in the closed room. It'd have been completely different. But I like, I said it on a live mic. Like, oh, that's that's out there. Did you me. rub yourself the wrong way? Okay, is that possible? <laughs> Is that possible? Like, like I don't think that's possible. I, yeah, like you know. I like fakely had a topic, but I don't know. It's kind of depressing to talk about. You, you like? Do we want to end on a low note? I don't think so. I mean, it's up to you. Like, here's the thing: we we have we have a few minutes left. So if you want to, like, if you can get it in a few minutes, I don't want I you to rush. I can't get it though. in a few minutes. Okay, so we want to lead it in for the for the the, uh, the next um. Yeah, because I'm sure it'll still be going on. Okay, so you want to? What do you want to? Oh, I had some things too because uh, very quickly, uh, just to t- just to tag in when you were talking about the indifference and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, just to put a nice little bow on it, I happened to read an article that was in the New York Times today, and it was about the very very famous picture that I'm sure a lot of our listeners are familiar with. There is a a slave whose picture was taken in 1863 and showed basically the the aftermath of just numerous whip whippings that he, he received. Mm-hmm. And he has just a bunch of scar keloids, which was kind of interesting that the, the, the writer, it's not, I'm not laughing at the, the, the scars, but the writer said he had welts on his back. Like, those aren't welts, yo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not what those are. Those are, yeah, but not familiar with black skin and how keloids, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, they were saying basically the two people who were responsible for that picture being taken were two Union soldiers. Mm. One of them was an abolitionist and the other one was more of a unionist. Basically, he joined the army out of loyalty to the Union, basically, Mm. right? But he was very racist in his thoughts. He had no interaction, though, with black people. So it wasn't until he started getting around and seeing basically the the property that had escaped from slavery. And because it's a war, they're not going to return the property. So they're processing these people. And he starts to see these are actual human beings. Mm. And yo, like, what is what's going on? So when they saw this, this particular slave whose name is Peter... He's credited during like um in Harper's Ferry magazine, I think. Mm. Um, that's where it was made popular. But um, he was credited as being Gordon, but the the, the slave's name was Peter. But they saw it, whatever. He was, they were just like mortified. Mm. And he said, after a month of just being in the war, whatever, they said his views started to change and his language started to change because he was able to visually connect with it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were saying in our conversation earlier uh, before we got on the mic in terms of. You know, the difference is, you know, if you're not familiar with something and you're made aware of it, you can either be awake and all, the, and all of a sudden want to do something about it, or you can be awake for as long as it's... For a window. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's impacting it's you. It's impacting you. And then when it's out of you again, like, uh, fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good now. Like, yeah, yep. that was terrible, but I'm going to get back on to my whiteness or yep. whatever. 
my whiteness or my non my privilege, non, my privilege yeah, yeah, yeah. or my, my family none that. of my family members no longer have cancer right. or like, you right, know, right. like whatever it is right so. right because it's, it's plenty of black folks to do it too so like, like let's not colorize that right there so but you want to tease for the next show what you want to tease us tease us to <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> With your sad, serious. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why? Why is that who I am? No, no. But I keep wanting to find like something light and fluffy no, and happy to talk no, about. No, if it's if it's pertinent, let's discuss it. That's yeah. what we're here for. Talk that, about the that main thing I do want to say, and then like I I need to be aware of this too. Is we also we don't just want to talk about something because we want to actually bring stuff out so people can be aware of it. Mm. But at the same time, we want also to, if we can, provide solutions and ways of, you know constructively addressing it so there is that um i don't know if there's a, a real way to like tease this without going into it if you don't feel full you can do on it. Don't, but, don't press it you know maybe y'all can just like keep me lifted up because y'all know i'm going to north carolina this week well, we, okay we, you should be lifted okay. i'm going to figuratively we're not gonna like true hold right. you up in the, the air super yeah, red yeah. state yo i'm not being funny take notes and weapons. Okay. Which I just too. came back from. How I was just it? was at a funeral in uh, Greenville, North Carolina. And actually, ironically enough, met some really great people. While Not everyone there. there is horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot but, of great people everywhere. Yeah, but you know what you expect when you're in a certain... And keep in mind, like my family's from North Carolina, so I'm no stranger to North Carolina. Uh, but the experience that we had at maybe... Uh, Maybe I'll talk about this after you uh, lead us in on the next show, um, the experience I had when I was down there um, for North Carolina. But yeah, you you shall be uplifted. Please, like, like baby Simba. <laughs> Behold, the only thing greater than right. yourself. <laughs> yeah, I feel like right now North Carolina is like that area in the darkness, like we were talking about before, Montgomery County. But there was an article written about where I'm from, Wayne County. Um, I guess this person, I forget the author's name, but he was from Wayne County. And he also left and went back to visit and saw this Trump-Pence sign and was talking to the man who owned the the home. Who lived in the home? I don't know about his ownership. Mm. He lived there. And he came out and he was chatting the home dweller came out and was chatting with this fellow and you know he's just like really angry like yeah you know Trump is going to bring back all our jobs and um i'm pretty sure most of you are not familiar with Wayne County North Carolina um it's very small rural agricultural there's like a pickle plant there a turkey plant a chicken plant you know all that good stuff um but he's like really angry that these um, like quote unquote illegals were coming in and taking all the jobs and you know they Trump's gonna get them out and they're gonna be all these jobs of driving buses to Mexico to drop these illegals off. So the author was like, oh well, do you want this job picking cucumbers? And he's like, oh no 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Not me. I don't want to pick said cucumbers. You know, give it to the blacks. You know, sitting on their porches collecting welfare, which course opens up a whole nother yeah, topic which is statistically inaccurate it is but this kind of goes back Everybody to knows what you were saying earlier narrative mm -hmm. and feelings versus facts mm -hmm. yeah, but, so you know, you know he feels knows. like you know these are the people that are taking my good job i don't 
no that what, I don't want. That, that I, I don't, don't want. want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everybody knows that we all live on one street in, in Chicago. Chicago, and we're shooting each other we right do. now. Yeah, like like right now. Yeah. It's like they're 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 guns drawn in this studio. Yeah, yeah. As so soon as an, we stop recording, we're gonna we're gonna black on black murder each other. As we're gonna have a shootout the, down here. Yeah, yeah, it's about to happen. And there was another lady who was, and I think, like the head of the Republican Party or something in Wayne County. It's like you know, I didn't, I don't know if this is what she sounds like, and I'm mocking her, and I'm fine with that. Um, she's like, you know, I was in church and I was like, Jesus, just, you know, like send me the the answer of who I'm supposed to vote for. And, you know, God sent me Trump. And I was like, seriously? And then God sent me Trump again. And I was like, okay, I got to do it. And then she was like talking about like casting a net around all the the blacks, because, you know, that's what we are. We're all the blacks. Yeah. And, you know, rounding them up by the 20s and throwing them away. So that's what I'm... I'm okay, going, so that's where yeah, I'm going right. to celebrate my thankfulness. Okay. But my mom will make sweet potato pie, so don't feel too bad for me. Okay. Well, we're gonna don't cry for me, Argentina. We're, we're gonna we're gonna definitely want to get a, an update on how that went when you get back from good old North Kakalaki. Let's hope I don't get arrested. When you get back from Kakalaki. So, uh, just a couple of things, just very quickly that I thought were were interesting. Some news stories that I read, and I'm going to wrap up. Um, one. A black police officer, and I'll post this on the website, black police officer was fired for filing an interdepartmental uh, complaint about racism for a training officer. Mm. He went from, he was already like a veteran of a police force. He transferred to another department. And because he transferred to another department, he had to go through mandatory training. His training officer made several racist comments. At one point, he decided he was going to, you know, file a complaint. It wasn't one of those things like, hey, get this guy out of the force. It's just like, oh, it's not professional. And they put him on leave for two months and then told him to come back and make sure he brings his weapon and his badge. Mm. So there's that. Um, another just crazy story. This I saw this today. Uh, a lady ran a daycare. I don't know if y'all saw this. She was running a daycare and she hung a toddler and then left and then went on a rampage where she ran over two pedestrians in separate instances. Now, here's the the blessing of it. The toddler was found by another parent who was coming to drop off their toddler. Mm. So they they rescued that child. Uh, the first pedestrian that was hit was dragged a significant distance. That's what it said in the article. But um, they suffered a broken leg. They recover. They'll recover. And the well, they the injuries injuries were not specified. It's a bicyclist that was hit later on. They broke their leg and they'll recover. So everybody's going to be okay. The lady was captured. She was not murdered. That's also good. Mm. So uh, she'll be charged, but it sounds like she needs mental evaluation and probably, yeah. So a lot of different things that I Maybe wanted to address. I with, but I don't think every time somebody does something bad, it's because of mental illness. Sometimes <laughs> people are evil. Sometimes people are just assholes. I mean, there are some some evil. There's just some evil. Evil people, people. do exist. Yeah. I don't know if this lady is one of those evil people, just or if she like has mental illness. This um suffers from Dylan Roof. Um, yeah, well, that's a whole nother. Yeah, it is. But I'm just I'm using it to just highlight the point that you know mental illness isn't the the reason for everything. Some people are just evil. You're right. I know that's what they're trying to say. Oh no, no, I wasn't saying that. I was just saying we don't have the time to go in on Dylan. I, Roof. I know that's what yeah. you were saying, but I didn't want to leave them hanging. I feel it. Thank Thinking that I was supporting his supposed mental illness. Yeah, no. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, that was, or this was, shit you might have missed on Flash Black Radio. We are the usual suspects. I am leaving at the third, a.k.a. Da Vinci Parks. In the studio with me to my left is Miss... 
I am the lovely Takia T. Rich Richardson. <laughs> to my right. And I am Slim Williams, hosting at Busboys and Poets on every fourth Monday in Sherlington. Come and see me this coming Monday on the 28th. I'll be there. Hope to see you at 8 o'clock. Oh, it's no longer an undisclosed location in Virginia? I mean... He chose to disclose it. I just didn't. Yeah. You know, it's up to him, you know. I mean, I'm going to be there, so I'd rather tell people where I'm actually going to be. It's probably (laughs) helpful. Yeah, if you're that type of person. Uh, You're not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No no free advertisement. No. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We hope that this has been uh, educational in some regard or at least entertaining in another. Uh, Again, we ask you to stay tuned. We're going to continue to keep doing this thing as long as you guys continue to listen. Thank you so much for your participation. God bless you. Stay beautiful. Stay stay woke. Bye. Peace. I want to try that book you were talking about. The uh, Gentlemen of Moscow. Yeah. I was looking at that list like a it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's just beautifully uh...